discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Niu Honglin, sitting in for He Yang. Coming up on today's show, as we observe World Diabetes Day, we are delving into the complex landscape of diabetes in China and beyond. From skyrocketing cases to the influence of lifestyle, we're dissecting the sweet dilemma that millions face today. Join us as we examine the multifaceted factors contributing to the rise of diabetes, questioning how the world can collectively combat the silent pandemic of diabetes. Also, we'd like to shed some light on the ever-present concern of plastic pollution. Recently, the European Commission made a bold move to combat the environmental crisis by issuing a groundbreaking ban on microplastics. How significant is the microplastic problem? What is China doing to tackle plastic pollution? Can we truly rid our oceans and surroundings of this persistent and pervasive threat? For today's show, I'm joined by Xing Yu and Brendan Yetz. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having me. Always good to be with you guys. <laughs> Great to have you guys. Now, grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the discussion. November 14th marks the World Diabetes Day, an annual event that raises awareness of the health risks associated with diabetes and its treatment options. As a chronic disease, diabetes affects millions of people worldwide and is projected to continue to affect more each year. Remarkably, one in 10 adults across the globe grapples with diabetes. So, Xingyu, what are some key facts about diabetes and what do you think we need to know about this disease? Well, Diabetes is a lifelong condition that causes a person's blood sugar levels to become too high. And there are three main types of diabetes, type 1, type 2, and gestational diabetes. So for type 1 diabetes, it refers to the body's immune system attacks and destroys the cells that produce insulin. So it is caused by an autoimmune disease, so it's not preventable, and it tends to start in early childhood. And for type 2 diabetes, diabetes, um, it uh, covers over 90% of all these types of diabetes, and in particular has been growing at um, the particularly high rate, and it is now one of the world's most common long-term health conditions. That's linked to obesity, right? The type 2. So that's something that's normally self-induced. Yeah, well, so, at least it's influenced yeah. by some action, lifestyle, and something related yeah, to generally not something that you're born with. Um, yeah, so but but I feel like it still has something with whether or not your body is relatively more perceptive right. to the situation. Right. Uh, so the type two diabetes is far more common than type one, and also we have gestational diabetes. It refers to the high blood sugar level that develops during pregnancy. You know and what? It, I had that <laughs> really for a short period of time. Yes. Yeah, and my unfortunately my stepbrother has type one diabetes, and it's it's crazy because you know people. I think there's the perception that obesity is intrinsically linked to diabetes, and everyone just assumes oh everyone that has diabetes is fat or whatever. Um, but my stepbrother is like the slimmest, healthiest guy that you can possibly imagine. Mm. But he battles with type 1. He has to inject himself, um, I think, twice a day with, I think it's insulin, right, that they inject insulin, themselves with. Right. Yeah, so um, it's, a, it's a battle that I think a lot of people struggle with, like you said, um, sometimes, you know, developing from early childhood. But it does stay with you for your entire life. And if it's not taken care of, it's, it's and on a daily basis, it can actually be 
severely life-threatening. Mm, right. And uh, some of the common symptoms of diabetes include um, you feel very thirsty and you go to the toilet more than usual. And sometimes you have this unexplained weight loss and also having blurry visions and others. And diabetes can lead to a number of short-term and long-term health complications such as heart disease, uh, chronic kidney disease, nerve damage, and also other problems with your feet, your mm. vision, your mental health. So it is something that we um, have to bring awareness to more people about. I think it causes seizures too. Um, if it's not uh, treated on a frequent basis or if you don't really take care of yourself in terms of the food that you consume and your health and that kind of thing, I think that's what causes a lot of the mortality that's linked to um, type 1 is that people um, suffer from seizures that you know can cause them to drown in the bath or something like that. So it's it's something that really needs to be monitored almost 24 hours a day. Yes, mm. totally. Because uh, there are different stages when it comes to diabetes. In the very first stage, you feel like your life is not affected that much. But if you do not manage it and let it continue to a relatively more severe stage, it will have multiple complications mm. and symptoms. Mm. And in, uh, it affects basically all of your body function and organs. But in the meantime, how many people are suffering from diabetes? Well, according to the International Diabetes Federation, or IDF, in 2021, an estimated 537 million Jeez. adults were living with diabetes. And this number is expected to rise to 643 million by 2030. And in China, um, in 2021, it was estimated that there are about 141 million diabetes population aged between 20 and 79. So it was the highest number of any country in the world. And the figure is also likely to, to climb to 174 million by 2045. Higher mm -hmm. than the United States? Yes. Wow. Is that mostly type 1? Um, Mostly type, type 2, but I yeah, think okay. it has something to do with the fact that China has a really large population. population. Yeah. Course, so percentage-wise, yeah. it's... Mm. Um, so percentage-wise, the U.S. is probably still higher, maybe. Or maybe it's more like it's a, a let's say, percentage-wise, percentage -wise, we're still on a global average. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So how about the situation in South Africa? It's, you know, I'm not sure what the latest figures are, but I know over the course of my time in South Africa, there were various uh, television programs and, you know, reports that I saw that said that obesity is a growing problem in South Africa. It seems to mostly affect um, the middle age to older age people because mm. South Africa, well, South Africans in general, um, because of the climate and, you know, the kind of lifestyles that we live, we are generally quite an active population. So... The, the things that we consume don't necessarily affect our health in our youth because of, you know, our general outdoors activities and participation in sport and that kind of thing. However, when people get older and they continue the, the bad diets um, and become less active, then problems like diabetes, obesity, you know, that, that becomes more and more problematic. So I think the biggest problem with diabetes in South Africa is more linked to type 2 and kind of bad health and bad diets as mm. opposed to um, type 1. Yeah. Um, and also globally, diabetes is not just affecting the middle-aged and older people. You know, diabetes among young people is also on the rise. Mm. So we are seeing an increasing number of children, teenagers, and younger adults that are getting diagnosed in recent years. Um, in the U.S., for example, um, diabetes and obesity are on the rise among young adults 
aged 20 to 44. And the prevalence of diabetes among these uh, young adults climbed from 3% to 4.1% based on the study from 2009 to 2020. And some possible reasons attributed to um, the diagnosis, according to an Indian newspaper, sedentary uh, lifestyles, yes. uh, you're sitting too much, uh, lack of exercise and increased consumption of junk food. These can be um, identified as major contributions to the surge in type 2 diabetes among younger populations. You see, so in South Africa, we have that problem where people mm. are consuming terrible food, usually linked to bad education or not having the ability to purchase healthy options. But we don't, the younger people don't necessarily have access to things that create a lifestyle that's not active. So people are generally walking everywhere, they're playing mm. sports and that kind of thing. So a poor diet is not necessarily good for your health at a young age, but I don't think it leads to the rise in obesity and diabetes that we're seeing, particularly in the United States, I suppose. That's when you combine a non-active lifestyle with mm. poor diet. And I think that's the biggest problem in the US is because it's obviously a first world country and they've got access to, you know, the best um, online resources and, you know, be going outdoors is becoming less and less important in societies like that. I think it's also seen in Europe and probably in some cities in China as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, Actually, yeah. in China, we have a article recently published by the China CDC Weekly. It's actually the latest version that's been published saying that the majority of Chinese patients with diabetes mm -hmm. fail to achieve the level of physical activity recommended by clinical guidance. So that's the thing. One we are not even talking about how to prevent diabetes. It's for the patients who are already suffering from it. And they are giving the advice or some of them maybe they do not have access to proper and adequate information. Nevertheless, they are not active enough even for their health, which is why almost every year on this day, we would reiterate the symptoms of diabetes. Mm. We would reiterate the factors that's contributing to the severeness of this disease. And we would again and again say to people, you should eat healthier, yeah, yeah. you should walk more, you should exercise more, choose mm -hmm. a better way of living. Because no matter what stage you're in, maybe you do not have diabetes, maybe you're already suffering from it, but in, in an earlier stage, maybe it's already relatively severe. There's always something that you can do for sure. from a personal level that you can make things a little bit better for yourself. But the rise in numbers in China, I think you guys said is linked in the the younger demographic, right? As well, yes. Which is interesting because, you know, we live in Xi Jingshan and there's a lot of old people in this district, I suppose. And I, I see that even at really advanced years, they are still active. They get out, they walk everywhere, they socialize in those parks where there's those little like outdoors activities, tools or whatever, they, they're making use of that. So they seem to see the value in staying active mm. to prolong their life and their health. Yeah. Well, I blame Chinese food for being too <laughs> delicious. No, I'm just kidding. It's just, especially when it's kids, parents yeah. have this idea that the chubbier, the better. They're cute. They are growing up. They yeah. will lose weight when they are, well, not older, but when they're grown up. That is one of the... Uh, something that even parents nowadays, maybe they have 
have to battle with the grandparents. That is something I hope all parents would <laughs> start to realize is a misunderstanding. And in the meantime, actually, for people who are really concerned, who are aware of the situation, there are certain misunderstandings about the disease and about relatively, let's say, healthy lifestyle. For example, I'm going to quiz both of you. <laughs> um, okay, so if I say diabetes is because you inject or you in take in too much sugar, is that right or wrong? Probably wrong. I think it's a contributing <laughs> factor. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but I, I would say that in uh, ingesting too much sugar combined with a non-active lifestyle can probably have a greater link to obesity, which could then cause diabetes. Um, right. And also, according to my research for type 1 diabetes, it's not caused by any diet or lifestyle yeah. choices. So it's caused by an autoimmune disease. So for this, ty this type of diabetes, it's not caused by too mm. much sugar. Mm. So, And mm. in the meantime, caused by taking in too much sugar is relatively a vague way of describing it mm, because right. we know there is the uh, glycemic index and also the glycemic load. Basically, these two GI and GL, uh, let's say, statistic or, or figure, these two indices um, indicates how much, let's say, the Hyd uh, the carbohydrates affect blood sugar levels. So for the high GI food, they actually raise your blood sugar faster than the low GI food. And the high GL food would uh, make your blood sugar or blood sugar level staying high for a longer period of time. So these index, if you are really serious about, maybe you don't have diabetes, but you want to prevent yourself mm. from having one or you want to control the intake of sugar, you should take a look at the GI and GL index of the food you choose. I swear, like preventing 90% of health problems, you know, besides things that you can, you know, get from certain behaviors or something that you're born with, good good diet and remaining active. It's, it's so critical to just maintaining overall health and preventing things such as type 2 diabetes. Like we've already said, there are circumstances like type one where there's really nothing mm -hmm. you can do about it but honestly just living an active lifestyle and eating healthy are such good decisions to make about your overall health and lifestyle and uh elongating your life and bettering your life as well totally mm. okay so question number two can people <laughs> with diabetes use sugar substitute yes Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is the right answer. Yeah. Actually, uh, sugar substitute would not affect your blood uh, blood sugar level, which means oh. it does not get into, well, it, it gets into your body, but it does not, uh, let's say, runs in your body in the way sugar does, yeah. which is why you can use certain kind of sugar substitute if you want. But the thing is, sugar, sugar substitute would sometimes make you crave for sweetness, which mm. means it might still not be the option you want to mm. make every single day. So maybe keep a relatively light diet is yeah. better than using sugar substitutes. I think it definitely makes, sugar substitutes makes eating healthy a lot easier. Yes. Mm. I must say for myself, finding, it's a lot easier to find sugar diet substitutes Coke. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, they're not good for you for a variety of reasons, but in terms of preventing your sugar intake, it's very good. But I must say now at this stage, we're, we're so advanced globally with sugar-free substitute options as compared to many years ago. I remember we had a very close family member that was suffering from type 2 diabetes. And I remember mm -hmm. it was just, 
whenever he found something that was sugar-free, like sugar-free ice cream or like a sugar-free drink, it was like <laughs> striking gold. You know, he's like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, And then he would go to that store every single day. Mm. Whereas now you can find sugar-free um, options pretty much at any restaurant or store um, around the world. So there's definitely been progress there and it probably makes the life of people suffering from, you know, type 1 or type 2 diabetes a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, and, and also for diabetes patients, I think it's not that you cannot take any sugar. Um, it's uh, risky though, I think. <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, it's important to moderate the amount of yes. sugar you intake, like just you said you said the sugar uh, substitute that this can be a good choice you can and say that for healthy people too like you don't necessi- <laughs> no like you don't have to necessarily avoid sugar but it's always a good idea to mod- like you don't have to cut out sugar completely yes. but it's yeah. always you a shouldn't. good idea yeah but you need energy of course but it's always a good idea to moderate um mm. you know your sugar intake mm, particularly if it's coming from non-natural sources exactly and since you guys both mentioned a sugar-free product or the intake sugar intake let's say awareness leads to my next question um if a food or maybe a staple food or anything is labeled sugar free can they take as much as they want no i mean in within reason <laughs> i think if you're like, if you're consuming like carton after carton after carton of sugar-free ice cream it's probably still not that good for you yeah for any food you cannot eat as much as yeah. you want <laughs> Okay, I I think it's my wording. It's my problem, (laughs) not a standard problem. Actually, what I mean is that a lot of sugar-free product, when they are labeled sugar-free, it means that they do not add extra sugar in it. But actually, for the food itself, maybe it still has certain level of sugar, for example, staple food. So if you have a sugar-free bread, maybe it's just because they don't add sugar in the bread, Mm. but the bread itself would still Mm -hmm. raise your blood sugar level. Yeah. which yeah. might be ris- risky. I think sometimes. if you have the option, it's always good to read the labels on foods. I'm, I know not all food options have that um, option available to consumers. But if you are consuming products that have labels on the back, it's always a good idea to check what's actually um, in the food. Okay. Um, final question. Some people with diabetes believe they cannot consume any staple food anymore. Is that correct? I don't think so. No. Ah, see, you guys have a lot of abundant knowledge about diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the problem with current staple food if someone is suffering from diabetes? They have sugar added. They have sugar added, and more importantly, actually, people cannot really, well, people with diabetes should not have the much more or too processed mm. staple food. They should try coarse food grains or try some other kind of staple food. So it's not the problem uh, exclusively for people with diabetes. It's the same thing for you and me. We, yeah. If we want to live a relatively healthy lifestyle, if we want to prevent us from having diabetes, we should try not the kind of staple food that is not that quote-unquote tasty that is not that highly processed it's much better for us yeah but i mean that being said there's also a lot of whole food um natural options that are very tasty um i think of the likes of you know like chicken and fruit and vegetables and there are spices and things that you can add to make healthy food um as tasty as possible look it's not going to be as tasty as like you know cake or ice cream or something (laughs) like that um but i think that living healthy is possible if you make the effort to consume whole foods and there are ways to make those whole foods 
enjoyable. Totally.、Mm, right. And in the meantime, actually, with the development of technology, we are looking at a lot of different new inventions, new little machines, and even apps on your phone that can help you manage your diabetes issue. Right.、Um, it just reminded me of like five years ago. I would I had some time to take care of a paralyzed British lady while I was、um, studying in the UK, and she had diabetes. And every morning I would check her blood sugar and、um, get. Get her insul、uh, insulin injected in her belly, and now nowadays I think we have more、uh, variety of devices to monitor your gl-、uh, blood glucose,、mm. like flash glucose monitors or continuous glucose monitors. These devices are wearable devices that can sca-、uh, you you scan with the reader or mobile phone to check your glucose levels, and also we have. Um, insulin. I think in traditionally we had insulin pens, but now but now we have smarter pens、um, that can、uh, record information about how much insulin you inject and when you inject it. And also we have closed loop technology. It's a system that uses smartphone smartphone app to automatically adjust the insulin delivery on your. Uh, insulin pump based on the glucose readings from、uh, a glucose monitor. But do you see how much effort is required and、mm. how much responsibility you need to take when you are suffering from diabetes?、Mm. I mean, it really is. It affects your daily life, so it really is something that you you know should try and avoid if you can.、Um, and just bear in mind that people that are suffering from it, you know, whether it is type two or type one, it really is a constant battle. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and in the meantime, actually, the Chinese government has issued a, a Healthy China initiative in 2019. It focuses on disease prevention, chronic disease management, and high-quality treatment. It also proposed 15 special campaigns to intervene in health-influencing factors,、mm-hmm. protect full life circle health, and prevent and control major diseases. And managing diabetes is among the 15 special campaigns. So basically, we also have a 2030 goals. Saying there, sh-、uh, the awareness of this、uh, disease should be up, then or upper than sixty percent, and there should be a seventy percent standardized management for residents aged eighteen and above. So people would have better access to information, to technology, to medical help and medical support、mm. if they are suffering from this disease. I think there's also been a lot of spin-off events from the likes of the Winter Olympics and the Asian Games that has created initiatives to encourage the population to become more active as well. So、mm. it's good to see that there's an emphasis on information. On health, in terms of what you consume as well, and also getting people to become active because it really is a combination of what you eat and how you live on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And on this special day, actually, a lot of hospitals and a lot of medical institutions in different places in China and and actually around the world are doing things to raise people's awareness, to help people、uh, getting better access to medical treatment. Actually, Southwest Medical University Hospital has collaborated with local residential communities to set up、um, some seventy TCM health service stations. Services include free blood pressure tests, free、uh, blood. 
sugar me measurement and also acupuncture and information sharing is provided to local people living in these residential areas. And also uh, in Hunan province, a cloud village doctor system was established for some 1,700 village clinics. So initiative would benefit those with mobility issues, allowing them to run their errands online, which makes things much easier. Mm, right. Um, also, I think I'm really happy to see that TCM is playing um, an important role in um, getting people to get more aware of this disease and to find some other solutions based on TCM to get these people treated. In What's some TCM? Way? Traditional, traditional Chinese, Chinese medicine. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> when it comes to traditional Chinese medicine, some people believe it's not something that you can use to directly control your blood sugar level, which used to be true, but now there are certain medicines. But you still have to consult a traditional Chinese medicine doctor Always a good idea. for yeah. the treatment. And also, traditional Chinese medicine focuses on treating your body as a whole system, meaning that they want to make sure they do not only treat the blood sugar level, but also your overall metabolism and everything related to that. So again, find a good doctor. Yeah. Maybe uh, with a combination of TCM and Western medicine, it will surprise you maybe if it's you the most when yeah. you say tcm it throws me back to south africa there's a movie channel that's one of my favorites it's called tcm <laughs> that's so why I thought, you did so it i was like what's tcm <laughs> well tcm traditional chinese yes, medicine yes. <laughs> um making contribution to the battle against diabetes good, and hopefully good. every individual would do the same thing be aware of your own situation of your own health